0: Don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the call. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Friday edition of The Call. Great to have all our viewers joining us on Twitter Live and Facebook Live as we take a look at 10 stocks that... Our Ausbiz community has asked us to take a look at, and uh, we put them to an expert panel, probably not expert, a guru panel today, I would say. Claude Walker from Roots Life is with us. Claude, how are you?
2: I'm well, thanks, David. Rudy
0: Philippak Van Dyke was sitting from FN Arena, was sitting there thinking, Who the hell is he talking about? Rudy, I'm I'm... talking about you. Oh, okay, (laughs) you. The guru of uh of the share market so um there's a lot happening on the uh on the show today and fridays is always a bit of a fun day so and these two always have a lot to say and we end up running out of time so we'll get straight into it no bs to start the show as we normally uh catch up but uh, i always uh come up with the stock of the day something that's been Um, in the news today. And I thought we'd take a look at a bit of a small uh, cat called Space Talk. Uh, They're a wearables technology company that sells all-in-one smartphone GPS watches for children and seniors. It announced it will be uh, selling Space Talk adventurer products across all Telstra retail stores and online channels starting from next month. Chief Executive Mark uh, Fortunatow. Uh, says this is a very strong endorsement of the quality of Space Talk devices, with Adventurer to be placed on Telstra's core wearable device range, which um, uh, Claude Walker is a, good, a big deal for a little company, isn't it? Um, to start distributing through Telstra. What do you think of the announcement and also Space Talk? Yeah, um, well, I do think it's a good.
2: A deal for them it's a big deal for them but i'm not quite sure that it deserves i think when i looked this morning it was up 86 percent on the oh. share price which i don't think it's that big a deal for them <laughs> and the reason is is their um their devices so uh, to take it back a little bit the space talk devices are, are basically a sort of watch uh for children that's specially yeah. built to not give them full access to the internet and all that kind of thing just access to the people that need to call them their yeah. parents and allows the parents to track them and stuff
0: it's a bit of like a, a get smart talk. India watch type thing my um, uh, one of my grandsons yeah. has one
2: yeah quite, yeah quite nifty devices yeah, yeah look so I think that the product is quite decent and um, you can see they actually took their revenue from around 2 million to 8 million year-on-year um, year in the last half year so they they are selling a lot of these devices yep. and they're doing it through um, I think they've got sales in UK already at least they, they definitely started trying to sell in the UK but in Australia, I think Office Works, JB Hi-Fi, so the, they're already pretty available. Obviously, Telstra stores is another great um, distribution method for them. Uh, having said that, you know, looking at the business, I think if we get that long-term chart up, we'll see that um, you know it's not. Oh, uh, well, I mean, we have to go back further than a year. but have yeah, we see got that,
0: the five-year there, them to put up? But. You could look at that jump you were talking about from eleven to yeah.
2: So it's one hundred and thirty-seven percent today. So yeah. this is—I don't jump on any stock really when it's up one hundred and thirty-seven percent on the day. That—that yeah. that just seems too much FOMO, too much excitement in the market for me. i it, And you know, you don't have to pat all the fluffy dogs. If if you miss one, that's yeah. fine. You can, there's always yeah. new opportunities coming along. Uh, but so the, the the struggle these guys have had and how they got down so low compared to they used to be a share price above the dollar, is that. They were doing this transition from more being about SMS uh, services for schools and getting in contact yeah. with parents to, to, to selling these space tour uh, watches, and in gearing up to, to you know product manufacture in and do all that kind of thing. It's very capital intensive. So even though their revenues yeah. up a lot, their free cash flow is terrible. There you go. That's the chart yeah. that I was talking about, and that tells the story that I'm talking about now, which is basically
0: holy hell. Yeah, that is four dollars eighty-five down to nineteen cents.
2: Yeah, so that's a real she. So that's a real problem. And yeah. the reason that happened is that I can remember, so I quite like the CEO. Years ago, I talked to him when he outlined this plan for the Space Sort Watch, and he has largely done what he said he, did, he was going to right. do five years ago. So I, yeah. you know, I think that he outlined his plan and he's sticking to his strategy. But the problem is um, you also have to look at the financing and the capital side of it. And going into the pandemic, these guys had big plans in terms of spending money on making more uh, devices to sell. Um, not the most obvious profitability from this device. They say it's there in maturity, maybe it is. And then, of course, um, they were already had debt at that point. And then I remember saying to him on the phone, oh, you know, what if things go wrong and suddenly you don't have the sales or, or whatever, how are you going to finance it? And the CEO said, oh, you're very pessimistic, Claude. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's my job to be pessimistic. And unluckily for him, sure enough, the pandemic did hit, the share price cratered, and then he had to sell his shares when he was margined called in March, some oh. of his shares. So oh. the worst possible thing is like in March in the middle of a pandemic, you've got the CEO selling shares um, to, to find a, a margin loan. So that, that that's not to saying the product's bad or that they don't have good yeah. growth gross prospects from here, but it, they're still in that risky phase. Okay. And they also announced that they're going to be borrowing more money today as well. So okay. that's something to think about.
0: All right. Uh, What's the other one? Is it MGM Wireless? Or? Yeah, so these guys are the old MGM
2: Wireless. MGM Wireless.
1: Yes. Ah, right, okay. Two and two together. They, yep. some, someone did his homework. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when you, when, you, when you talk to uh, uh, fund managers and you ask them, what's, what's the main characteristic to be a good investor? They say, the main characteristic is you have to be able to allow your neighbor to, to become rich without being envious about it, without being jealous about it because that allows you to not jump on the same thing that he's already on. Yeah, yeah. And, I, th- and I, I totally agree with, with Claude. Today's deal, it by definition will not be as big as the share price suggests here. R- rule number one, it's already available. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can now walk into Officeworks and they have it. Yeah. Or into JB Hi-Fi or whatever. So okay, more distribution is, of, is, is a positive, yeah. but <coughs> it's still a co- company that, I mean, is basically increasing its losses year after year. Right. Um, and and it's it's really a really small company plus all the other reasons that Claude already has given. Yeah. Um, my suggestion would be if you're really interested in moving into that sector, there's another company that um, is also listed on the ASX. It's called Life 360. Right. And th- you could sort of make an argument that they are related. Ah. and the other but life 360 is, is a lot further in its development right still okay. loss making though yeah yeah um and and place that in the overall environment where we are in march 2021 so i would caution people uh, for me okay. it's way too risky okay all right
0: let's get into the uh 10 stocks that you want us to have a look at shabir uh really wants a view on super retail shabir is saying has this stock picked? On the back of record sales, or do we have more room to go higher? Of course, uh, super retail is super cheap. Auto, B, C, He's boating, F, camping, F, 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 fishing, yeah, fishing, B, C, F,
1: and rebel. lots of rebel, rebel
0: sport is into it.
1: Um, this is it short, the short answer was no. It um, hasn't picked. It hasn't picked, right? Um, I'm actually, well, full disclosure, I'm a shareholder now, right? Um, now, um, <coughs> when did you get in? Uh, a few weeks ago, I think. Okay, all right. So just yeah. a reason. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not all. It's not. It hasn't been a long term uh, buy. Um, there's there's a few different angles we can take here. Um, one is that contrary to other retailers, the share market hasn't really pushed this one to the same extent as has done with Harvey Norman and JB Hi-Fi right. and Lovisa Holdings and a lot of other ones. So. One of the reasons why it caught my attention is like it, it seems to be lingering somewhere in, in the background of all those other ones that are, are really seeing very strong share price performances. The other element, which I think is equally important, is that a change in environment overall for the share market in terms of bond yields rising um, for investors who are um, interested in getting income from the share market. And I said this before. They might have to review the fact that they might be sitting on their reeds, but their REITs are getting clobbered. Yes. And their REITs are very unlikely to to perform well in in an environment as is 2021. So the better environment is is picking stocks like a super retail mm. that give you a higher yield at the moment than, than you would get from the banks. Yeah. Plus the prospect that if you if you're, if the borders do open and yeah. we all go on on fishing trips and, we'll have, and we go uh, running in Nike shoes again. Yeah. Um, then these guys uh, should see a, sh- more profits and higher share okay. price. In the background, of course, these guys do super, super, super cheap, mm. uh, which is a very solid part of the business. Yeah. And th- that's the overlap they have with Babcor, which yeah. is one of my favorite small cap stocks in Australia. So I now overlapped, but I, I own them because of, because of the dividend basically. Right, okay. and if And some analysts think year, there like is a super cycle for dividends coming and super retailers very often mentioned as one of the mm-hmm. ways of playing that for the next okay. three, two three years
0: all right so a yes from rudy claude what do you think
2: well given that i prefer small caps and rudy loves like the more established medium and big caps yeah. i do like to try to find one that i can agree with him on and i think uh, from <laughs> 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 this could be it yeah so i think fr- we yeah the bell. <laughs> yeah i think from this show from this show this is probably my favorite and it's one that I would actually, I don't own shares myself, Mm. but that's probably more just because everybody knows the kind of companies I'm always constantly looking at. It's not because I don't think Mm. it's like a a decent investment right now. Uh, So I think the reason that I like this is basically one of the things that stood out for me is these guys, even throughout, um, you know, everything we've been through the last year or so, they still had the vast majority of their sales in store, Mm. right? So... I'm concerned about some of the re- retailers that have this massive boost in online sales in the last year. And I have seen a lot of analysis that basically just continues on this like massive up. Now, I think the long-term trend, that's right. But it's pretty reasonable to suggest that if 80% of the population is vaccinated one way or another, we're going to have a little bit less online buying. And, and that might just hurt a lot of the stuff that had a big peak. So this is a retailer that does not have that problem. But what it does have, which I thought was an interesting um, COVID related feature, which maybe uh, Rudy can correct me on if I've got this wrong, but they've got um, one brand, BCF, which is very much about like the outdoorsy equipment and and stuff you might go when you're going camping, trekking, and stuff like that. And they did really well um, in in this um, half year. Now, I'm not sure if that was more a secular trend Mm -hmm. or if it was just partly a boost from Mm -hmm. more people doing that. And so that got me thinking, oh, maybe that Mm. could come down. But then I was thinking, well, actually, I still think that outdoorsy stuff is going to stay Mm. strong for Mm. for quite a while longer, really. Mm. Um, You know, cinemas and all that sort of stuff will come back. But I think that what we're talking about when we talk about this outdoor equipment is, Mm. are you going to go on a trip to Paris and check out the Louvre? Or are you going to go to a trip to the NT and check out, um, you know, maybe go all the way to the Kimberley or something like that? And I think still more people are going to do that. Mm. Certainly that's more on my mind Mm. at the moment. Mm. So yeah. I still quite like this for a little while. We're looking at a P.E. ratio, I think, under 11. I know, it's low. A 4.2% dividend yield, balance mm. sheet in decent okay. health. Um, so, yeah, like, I think it looks pretty good okay. to me. And, and I could see myself okay. even just buying a little, just to sort of hedge my portfolio out a little bit more towards the low P.E.
0: stuff.
1: Right, okay. Surprised so by a dividend yield. Dividend yield is definitely higher, at 6%. Oh, okay,
2: So sorry, I got that one wrong, wow. again, wrong, yeah,
0: yeah. So after you picked your print. Print after you've pimped your four-wheel
1: drive
0: at uh, ARB, yeah. ARB yes. you go to BCF to get the gear and the tent yes. and
1: and before that you buy it on carsales.com <laughs> <That's
0: up. Yeah. laughs> there's a chain it's sort of <laughs> the circle of sort of camping life yes. all right uh, there you go Shabit thumbs up from both um, Rudy and Claude which <gasps> is rare puts puts in the portfolio yes exactly there was was
2: one more thing on that that struck me with the comment his comment was has it peaked and the one thing i just wanted to say on that is i don't think it's the right question you it's really hard to ever pick the absolute peak or the trough and i would not put too much energy in doing that Mm.
0: just try and think about the risk
2: reward at the current price and Mm. is that sufficiently asymmetrical to the upside or the downside yep
0: really good point um Uh, Claude, Mike wants a view on Aventus Group. Now, they're a retail property fund. They're sort of like shopping centres, but they're the big box shopping centres, which have your your Ikea's in or your Bunnings or whatever. Yeah, so actually this is
2: a good follow-on from Super Retail because it's sort of some of the similar kind of stores. Uh, So for me, this is uh, something definitely more in Rudy's wheelhouse, but it's these things, you own these for the distribution. And... Uh, generally speaking, I, the ones that I don't like so much are the commercial real estate. So like office towers is my least favorite. And then after that, probably retail is my yep. least favorite. And that isn't so much for a short-term consideration because all of these leases have like long-term duration anyway. Uh, I do think COVID has put the balance of power more into retailers to negotiate harder on uh, on leases. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you've got the long-term trend to more, to more online. And then finally, um, I think even though retail presence will absolutely continue to exist, there's a risk that business models start looking a lot less like big box retail and more like you can go in and, and pick up your thing from a, from a certain place, but they're gonna work on logistics a lot more and, and just moving forward. In 10 years, 20 years, do we have drones? Do we have self-driving cars? Yep. All of these things that can make delivery easier big centralized places where you're going to get stuff, the actual owners of that real estate, I think they're probably in the box seat to take most of the pain in that transition. The, the actual retailers, their lease comes around every so often, so they just try to reset lower at least without the raise. Yeah, yeah. So for that reason, it's not my favorite. I wouldn't call it a sell just because it's too far in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. to like have that kind of conviction, but uh, okay. I hold it best for me.
1: Ready? I'm going to sound like a broken record here. I'm a shareholder. <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> and for longer than a few weeks uh, right. ago i think this is one of the exceptions in the, in the read space yeah. um and you see it on the share price as well it hasn't yes. responded to the to the shenanigans in the bond market yeah. and it's very much a a, a a it's a different play in that the as you the big box formulas they have uh, are very much different from your usual from your small malls that you walk in, yeah. um, like your
0: Stocklands or even your exactly. Westfields or and the biggest. And, and as
1: someone yep. who is uh, looking to renovate a house myself, yeah. um, my I, c- I can guarantee to everyone if you want if you want to buy a new couch or a new table, you want to see it. Yeah. You just don't want to look online because photos—it all looks pretty. And when you see one, you go like, "Yeah, it's a bit different from the photos." Yeah. That's why those formulas are much more um, reliable, and they're much yeah. likely to be disrupted by by online. And that's and where stuff. they go—the
0: super centers exactly. and things like, which exactly. is exactly. So that's basically what what, the, what, what, the, what these is. guys are yeah. doing.
1: So I have it in portfolio for the for the yield, and for the fact that it is different oh. from your usual. Right, read and it, and the share price performance has proven that that's, that's correct. Right. So this one is the one that you probably can still have in your portfolio. At this this level? Oh, yes, you can still. Okay. I mean, of course, the obvious <coughs> statement to make is it's now a lot less cheaper than, than it yeah. was. But, yeah, yeah. but it should from here onwards, it should not just continue going up, but it probably goes sideways from here. But that means you have your yield yep. and you might have a little bit of upside on top of that, mm. it? instead of being global. Which are,
0: like the the other rates gone yes. way down
1: exactly. to the right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's that's the difference yeah, horrible here. Charts at the that's, that's the difference here. And okay. they're proven that that, obviously my assessment was correct. So yeah. in that view, if you are looking for a stable, reliable um, yield provider, then this is, is, this is in okay. the current context, this is one of them. All right, uh, Rosie wants
0: a view Let's go into a totally different sector, the gold sector, uh, a view on uh, Northern Star. Rosie says, surely it's a big buy. Rosie, I think you've got <laughs> you're betting on this. You're a bit close to it, to put that comment in. Yeah. Uh, I'm just joking, Rosie. Thanks for said you Um it's now biggest gold player, isn't yes. it? Yes, um, uh, no, no, then right, is still. With the, Newcrest with the merger with Saracen I'm, makes it. I'm, the I'm,
1: I still biggest. think Nulc- Newcrest, okay. Newcrest. would still be the largest. So one, still, yeah.
0: still massive. There yeah, yeah. yeah but it heading towards, but towards
1: two mid. All of a sudden, it becomes a becomes a real gold play. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. As you know, what we do with Definitely Arena, we, we get all the expert views together, yeah. and and it sometimes helps people like myself to assess like what is exactly that that depresses the share price. Yep. And we have one broker, which is this in this case Morgan Stanley, which stands out with a negative view on Northern Star. And then you go like, well, why are mm-hmm. these guys negative? Because I think that's probably the clue to where the share price is. Yep. Now they just merged with Saracen yep. and that becomes this really big company. And obviously the way they sold it to the financial markets is they're going to get all these synergies out of m- merging mm-hmm. two businesses together. Morgan Stanley is very skeptical and thinks mm. they're not going to achieve it. Mm. And
0: well, don't trust the management.
1: Essentially, they're too optimistic. Yeah. They're not going to achieve it. Right. I mean, merging two gold miners together... Because they're
0: not... saying they're, they ought to end up producing 2 million ounces yes. a year. Yes,
1: but it's also about getting the costs out of the, the, the combined right. businesses. And, right. and obviously that's where the scepticism is. So I suspect on the basis of that, that the market is now on the side of Morgan Stanley and thinking like, well, management might be too too, too optimistic. Right. So they're going to wait, and, wait see and see whether those synergies can be achieved and whether they can streamline the operation of that. On that basis, I'm almost inclined to, to agree with Rosie, to think if you give management the, the, the benefit of the doubt here, maybe the market doubts are already mm. reflected now in the share price, okay. because that's why it's, uh, it's, right. it's down so much. The other element, of course, is the gold price. And yeah. in an environment of rising bond yields, gold doesn't perform. Yeah? Yep. That's unfortunately, that's how it works. But maybe that's also in the share price. So I think with a, I, mean, I don't know what the share price is going to do tomorrow, Okay. But I think if, if you can wait a little bit and you give management the benefit of the doubt, I think you can you can probably uh, uh, take a punt here and, and, and wait. Hang on, take a punt and wait. Well, no, not no, for take tomorrow. Buy in. Yes, and in then out out wait for and things wait to see. Yes.
0: Okay.
2: Cool? It's definitely not my kind of punt. Like, and even with even <laughs> even though <laughs> Even though Rudy like clearly does actually state out a, a good reason for why I reckon why yep. he reckons this could go up, um, it doesn't sound like the highest conviction ever. But having not. said that, <laughs> um, you know these guys—if you look back at the long term, this is, actually does qualify as the kind of gold miner that I would buy mm. if I was ever going to buy a gold miner, which I'm not. Right. But. Um, the reason for that is you just look at like the long-term dividend payments that these guys have made. It, is, it really roughly mirrors, even if we go, that's five years, but you can go back further. And it does mirror the share price. Like, these guys have been driving this business up by getting more value back to shareholders. And that's exactly what we like to, well, it's what we generally do like to see, basically. But having said that, I'm not sure that now is the time I would be jumping in. Like Putting aside my bias against it anyway... I would have this more on the watch list for if we do mm. get a bit more bond yields because bond yields mm. have further to, potentially to go up absolutely. right? Like, absolutely. If it doesn't go up fine you know all of our stonks are going to do well and, and our <laughs> US uh, goes flying that'd be great but yeah. if not then mm. you do want to look and then that all comes down that I would still prefer just buy those really good high growth stuff mm. but you know this company if it gets Which are seen, being
0: smashed at the moment
2: Yeah which are absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, especially the, so my the biggest hit that I've been taking is the US portfolio where I have um, some like growth cloud stocks that I almost joke about because I can't get an edge with those big companies, right? right? So there's no point yeah. in me trying to be the best analyst on CrowdStrike in the yeah, USA. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to achieve it. Uh, but the um, th- another way to play this would be to look at this. And now this one's a dividend payer. It's going to be, it's, it's a good gold miner. Uh, so this could be one to put on the watch list for if it tanks mm-hmm. on, on gold price coming mm-hmm. down, for example. But there's just too many moving parts for me to, to call it a buy. But I do agree that this would be one of the gold miners that if that would be the ones to buy if you got conviction around wanting to buy a gold miner.
0: Yep, there you go, Rosie. I do not think hearing a hint of support from Claude into <laughs> this and, uh, and and Rudy's into it. Uh, all right, Claude, Alex wants a view on Ramsey Healthcare, one of our, our biggest healthcare companies in Australia. Goldman Sachs, what recently had a buy rating $75 mm. target, uh, They're backing the improvement in their European business. Their margins, according to Goldman Sachs, still look good in in Asia-Pacific. And um, um, they reckon the valuation is is down on Mm -hmm. what it should reflect. Mm -hmm. What do you reckon of Ramsey Healthcare? Now, this probably isn't in your wheelhouse, but you (laughs) often say
1: this is grandfather uh, uh, father-in-law father-in-law stock.
2: yeah. Father stocks so right. so I'll look at it from that perspective yes. right and that's a good question because that means that we can hone in on what I really think about the stock a little bit more yeah and uh, which is actually of all the father-in-law stocks I actually don't like this one that much oh. there are other big healthcare okay. companies that I like and encourage mm. my father-in-law more to buy right. than than this one yeah and uh, the reason for that is basically and it just doesn't seem that super cheap to me. Like, it's definitely a good business. It does not surprise me that, you you know, you would consider this a father-in-law stock because it's, they. I mean, they're in hospitals. I love healthcare for its just solid, mm. strong demand. You know, hospitals had this...
0: <laughs> hospitals and your father-in-law. I hope yeah. he doesn't take that. All yeah, yeah I, hope, I don't want him to be a
2: client. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, you know, these guys got massively disrupted by the pandemic, but then yeah. their half-on-half results are pretty much flat because um while they obviously had let fewer people coming through um for the restriction uh sorry for the elective surgeries but then they also had more money because everybody needs their help for dealing with the covid crisis yeah. i mean this is a great defensive industry and this is these guys are positioned well in that industry mm. now the really interesting thing is i actually bought these about this time last year oh, because okay. everything was tanking and mm. i was sort of I guess you'd call it panic buying at that point. Like there was definitely I mean, better thing. Well, you did thing. well if you bought at yeah, 51. I, I, well, I, can't, yeah. I didn't buy at the dead bottom, but I bought, you yeah, know, well, yeah. and I got a good bounce up as well. Yeah. And I think they did a capital raising as well yeah, they did. that was more discounted. So that was the strategy. It was like, because yeah. they do carry a fair bit of debt, right? right? So I thought, oh, it comes down, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they're going to raise capital. So I got on board. Um, can't remember the exact price I bought at, but, you know, it was it's below yeah. the current price. It was as it was sort of falling and then of course they did a cap raising which then allowed me to buy more shares not right. very many actually um, at a discounted price and then i just flipped them all basically mm-hmm. um so this is the kind of one where if you that that shows a lot about me when i'm panic buying like i should have just been sticking to my knitting in the small caps <laughs> right that's what i should yeah. have done but yeah. when i was a bit worried i sort of suddenly bought the father-in-law stock which wasn't <laughs> actually <laughs> right best okay. move. so you did all right but yeah. you're
0: saying in health sector it's not your preferred it's, what's it's what's not your... my
2: favorite because it's Hospitals are super capital intensive. There's a lot of moving sites. So I, in healthcare, what Yeah, so for, for the big healthcare companies, I still own Sonic. So Sonic Healthcare, oh, that's oh, the pathology okay. testing yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 And that I bought that for the exact same reason as okay. Ramsey Health. But then when Sonic's numbers start coming in, they're massive growth. Like to me, it looks really good. Like just gushing free cash flow massively. So I've held on to them so far. Okay. Um, and I still own that Sonic Healthcare, but not Ramsey.
1: Okay. okay, I'm gonna correct Claude on live television. <laughs> his 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 favorite healthcare stock is ProMedica. Yeah, that's oh, true. right, yes. <laughs> right. I, I accept yeah, you, absolutely correct. I think he's been ignoring that. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was tech,
0: <laughs> you yeah, know,
2: tech. That is healthcare, and it's classified as healthcare, isn't it, yes.
1: that's the yeah, funny yeah. thing, yeah. Yes. yeah. Anyway, uh, broken record again, I'm a shareholder. I mean, uh, this is one of the top three private hospital operators in the world. Um, you just gave, David, you just gave the, the, the Goldman Sachs view. Yeah. Um, the, the share market at the moment, with the analysts, is divided, and the reason is as follows. Everything that Claude just said, with a few other things. But as economies are reopening, these guys should see a, a massive number of surgeries coming back, yeah, and a up, of, so a lot of work. Yeah, lot exactly. of I like it. Usually that would translate in, in, a, in a big share, share price move because they get more profits more, but, but that may not be the case because they've also have a lot of extra costs right. with, with the pandemic and otherwise. Right. And that's where the market is weighing up. If you take the positive view, which I think is, 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 is valid, and that's why I own the shares as well, then this should be a $70 plus right. share price. If you are skeptical about that, then it's a low 60s. And that's, it's right. not that far okay. off at the moment. So I would, th- I would reason that uh, the upside is, 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 is more yeah. attractive than the downside.
0: So, so Goldman Sachs has got 75 75, there, exactly. So, uh, other one, okay.
1: Other ones have 73 or uh, right. it's a $70 okay. plus, right. if you take that view. In general terms, if, but that's only for the last, for the next two or three years. Yeah. In general terms, the, the hospitals in Australia have been under pressure. And that's related to the uh, private health yep. insurance uh, companies. Um, younger people uh, are not that keen in doing private health insurance because they realize they are supporting the older people like us, yeah. and and that is a problem. And and that pressure in Australia is 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 basically limiting them from 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 okay. doing what they did before. But uh, but I'm a shareholder, so I'm I'm sticking by it. So and I think and I think it's worth, it's it worth, worth adding, it adding to the portfolio. It it's okay. no longer a yield play because it did that capital raising. Right. And previously it actually offered quite a decent yield. Now it's, yeah, it's there's totally no, there's no yield it. anymore. Okay.
0: Um, thank you for that suggestion. Now, Rudy, Megan wants a view on Universal Store Holdings, a mm. retail group, 65 physical stores in Australia, big online. They specialise in the youth end of the market. Uh, a bit like... It and Globe are the two in this <laughs> yes. retail sector, are yes, It's, it's
1: like. immediately what came to mind with yep. me as well. I mean, a few, I mean, first of all, we, we have one stockbroker, which I assume stu- took it to the market. Yeah. It's, it's stockbroker Morgans, which is- oh,
0: yeah. a, Only listed in November. Yeah. Incredibly know, so
1: positive about really this great. one, but it's exactly, it's a very young listing. Yeah. Uh, and for that reason, I would caution. I mean, it, ha- it has no track record, you don't know. The share price is well off from what Morgans think where the share price should be. But then the market is probably at this point in time a little bit skeptical and just waiting because at the end of right. the day, it's a retail which is a very particular niche. Yeah. And again, no track record. We don't know too much about it. And for that reason, for me, it's 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 too young. So you are so wait and watch? Oh yes, absolutely. Okay. Not in a hurry at all. I won't be panic buying.
0: Right, there
2: <laughs> Yeah, so this is an interesting one to me. This is actually one of the, in- the retailers I'm more interested in because um, my impression was that you know, for these online retailers. And we've had a few online retailers come to the market, surprise, surprise, towards the end of last year. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's a more to Broody's point, really. Uh, but just to say, of the ones that have come to the market since, um, you know, this COVID thing boosted all their online sales, this probably actually looks like maybe the best one to me. However, what that butts into is my concern about all of these listings coming to the market right right after mm. they get a massive boost to online yeah. sales. These guys right. were up 128%. Um, in their most recent report for online sales that's just the half year Um, so to me yeah again just the the sociological heuristics are off for me we've had typically when you have a whole bunch of listings in the same industry right after that industry's done very well like there might be one or two in there that actually are the real deal and they've just been shot off onto the moonwoods trajectory and they'll keep going for for a while but for me most of it is that this has got high sentiment high real world boost Mm. it's not the time where I would feel like the, the you know the the cards are stacked in my favor, I'm just the little guy. I don't. Mm. This is a new listing, as we already said. We don't, we haven't had the benefit of watching this play out in public, mm. so there's a lot of questions still. There's a lot of other people that know the stock better than me. Whoever's selling may well know the stock a lot better than me. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm cautious on it, and also just because of the like the thematic thing, where mm. I'm a little bit cautious on online. I've been a net seller of online sales thematic. Oh. Mm. Um, in the last couple of months,
0: do you follow Globe? Either of you? I Globe, do. Yeah. In this sector, long, long, long is that yeah. a better bet than this, or uh, that a has a, that
2: has had a massive share price run up yeah. recently? And I, uh, I can't. I, I would actually say it probably is more interesting. Right. But the thing to remember about Globe is that it's very liquid. And when I thought mm. it, I started looking at, I actually owned it a few years ago, mm. but I ended up selling because I was like frustrated with. Um, basically just the progress it was making they do pay themselves fairly generously it's a very family owned company now they've done a good job and, and they can do what they like there but these guys have had some hit products recently, and so they've done quite well out of that. Right. Still, they're a small company. They're aligned. The, the founders own a lot of the shares. I think maybe for more than fifty percent. So it's more mm-hmm. in my wheelhouse what I would, and it's been listed for years. Yeah, so yeah. it's more closer to what I would invest in, although I don't own shares in it.
1: I, I'm holding off to a number when they're listed. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Jeez. And, and you were wearing the baggy jeans and riding a skateboard at the time. All right. Let's just recap the the uh, first five stocks. Our stock of the day: uh, Space Talk. A no super retail a yes from both uh, Rudy and Claude. Good yield at the moment. Aventus uh, a yes from Rudy again based on on yield. A hold from Claude. Northern Star a yes from Rudy. Um, uh, Claude is going to be watching it. Uh, Ramsey uh, Healthcare a yes from uh, Rudy. Um, Claude would prefer Sonic, that's what he's in, and, and Pro Medicus, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Universal, a, uh, just a watch to see whether they can deliver us. Although, listed a bit early.
2: On that note, we should know that I actually did trim Prometicus at around current prices. It's, it's ah, right. still my largest okay. holding, so I still ah. have a lot of conviction in it, but I just don't want people to think that I'm buying right now.
1: I, I might have copied you in that one. Yeah. No, oh, I mean, you've been taking some, <laughs> yes, something
2: well, out of It's price. a very high yes. P-e well, ratio
1: now. High 40s began a little bit. Mm, yeah. Right.
2: And the okay. founders did their last tranche of selling down as well, so it's kind of like a good time to take some profits okay. if you felt like it. All
0: right. There you go. Here on the call, we have our own fantasy portfolio we've been tracking since the 1st of July. Thanks. To our partner Nab Trade. Any stocks that get two thumbs up, like Super Retail has done on today's expert panel, they go into the portfolio. If Super Retail comes up again on a different panel and it doesn't get two thumbs up, it goes out. Um, Let's see how the portfolio has been going. The last week it's up 2%. Basically, line ball for the month and up 26% since July the 1st. Uh, take a look at some of the stocks that have recently been added by other expert panels, brainchid Evolution Mining, Event Hospitality and Entertainment, Omni Bridgeway, uh, Kogan, uh, some of the stocks removed, Hanson Technologies and Calix. Uh, you can check all the stocks in the Calls Portfolio, head to ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Uh, coming up uh, in the next hour on Ausbiz, joined by um, John Lambert from Amplia as he signs a new agreement to fast track the uh, viability of the company's pancreatic cancer treatment. So uh, John coming up in the next hour here on Ausbiz. All right, uh, let's continue with the second half of Ausbiz and take a look at a stock Jenna has suggested to us. Jenna wants a view, Rudy, on Playside Studios. They're um, uh, a game developer, online game developer. Uh, had a couple of the Warfare franchise and the Toy Warfare um, available in 170 Mm. countries and Mm. on
1: Mm. Apple App Store. We we are, because I obviously know the double stocks we're going to get in the second half. (coughs) Yeah. So maybe this is as appropriate as any time to talk about risk. Yeah. And in particular, in the context of 2021.
0: This is another listed company too, isn't it? Yes. Just in December, I've listed. Um,
1: if, if the bond market would, let, let's, just, let's just take a theoretical example which is not impossible but it is possible, yep. that on Monday we uh, on, on the weekend we all uh, wake up and the bond market has done a massive reset. Yep. And then on Monday morning share p- the share market has to open by 25% at the very least, uh, lower. Yep. Um, if you think that's very unlikely, well that's exactly what happened in, in preceding Black Monday in 1987. If that happens, then a stock like, let's say, Aventis or um, some of the stocks we, we, we discussed earlier, they might be down by 25%, maybe a yeah. little, little less. Super retail. Super yeah. retail would be probably less. A stock like this might be down by 80 or 90%, right. and you might have to wait a year, if not longer, before it actually starts moving up again, because money will dry up at the lower end of the market. Yeah. Why am I saying this? I, I don't know whether this going to happen, but the context of 2020 is now very much different. If up until late last year, we were all in this narrative of buying into the future in technology. So all you need to do, do was present yourself to investors as, I have this exciting technology yeah. and I'm going to make it, uh, I'm going to be the next Apple in over the next 150 years. And online and, inf- and investor Exactly. It, it, is, it is massive, but it is a relatively young company it's small in the bigger scheme of things and the other thing is is that we actually have a large cap who that is expounding in that sector and it's called Aristocrat Leisure Mm. and I'm a shareholder in Aristocrat Leisure so and there is a value and Aristocrat Leisure has I mean I even asked my uh, my sons do you know these games and they know these games so they are arguably Mm. having games that are popular and and selling very very well Um, that is, in the bigger scheme of things, on a risk-adjusted basis, is a better way of moving in that sector because you are less likely to have your on your Monday morning when the share price is down by 80%. <coughs> now, having said so, if you are willing and taking more risk on board, then obviously there's more upside if this company okay. gets it right.
0: And, and it's about balancing your portfolio and your own yes. risk. Profile and interests. But in in the
1: general terms, this is a very small company. Again, yes, it's in a very exciting sector. This is definitely one of the growth sectors at the moment. But it's it's small. It doesn't give us much in terms of track record and all of that. And on my observation, I've done quite some work in that one. Most listings take about three or four years before they show their really true colors to investors. And I'm often of the case like I'm willing to wait four years, right? Because I reduce my yeah. risk massively.
0: So this is too early. Yes. For you. Now, Claude, you have a totally different <laughs> risk profile to yeah. Rudy, which is great, which is why I love <laughs> having both on because that's all is <laughs> <laughs> all.
1: Claude's going to talk about ten baggers now. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, this is a this is an interesting one. So I'm glad that Rudy mm. settled that because it does free me up to put more the the bullish case. But this one snooked me a little bit. Like this was not the ideal company for me to talk about today because. I literally did buy it earlier in the week, oh, and I bought some shares just an initial research position. And I'm not fully across it yet, and I haven't fully made up my mind whether I want to accumulate and build a position and right. hold it for you know a few years. So you or, dip the
0: toe in the water. Yeah.
2: So like, be warned. Sometimes I dip my toe in the water, and then I keep doing my work for a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. then something happens, and and then I'm like, oh, actually, I don't like it so much. Yeah. So that's not a, like a long term holding for me. But I'll tell you why I do think it's interesting. So. Basically, you know, this company has a really interesting origin story. It was like bootstrapped by um, a fellow who, who basically used to work for um, an EA sports mm. segment yeah. in, in Australia. And then they just cut that down. They, they cut the whole seg- Australian office. And then he got a few people from that office and started this company. And that was quite a few years ago now. Mm. And one of the heuristics I look for when I've got these small listed companies, smaller listed companies is how badly do they need money? And these guys are kind of impressive because they actually had a profit before tax. And now admittedly, that they would not have that without government grants, so, but they also had free cash flow. So it looks like they're just running this company at break even, which means that the money that they, it's very credible and plausible, the money that they raised, they now have about 16 million, that can be used in growth. Mm-hmm. And the CEO is quite a character from, from what I've learned about him so far. And he has like a clear vision where he has stated previously that what he wanted to do was to go to the Hollywood studios, like, you know, license some brand that he thinks will sell and then, um, you know, make an app for that brand. Now, this, this business has two businesses. One is that, and this is how they've paid their bread and butter for the last few years, is they've done development for some of these studios. And so these guys, you know, they have a movie, they want to make an app to promote the movie Mm -hmm. or they just want to, you know, monetize IP. So they they say, oh, make us a... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles app or something, which yep. by the way was like one of the worst. The most disappointing thing for me was I couldn't get that app to work, which they made on my phone. So I downloaded it. And I've been like trying to play it. Sell, sell. No, but but you can. I've downloaded so their big app, right? The big one that is actually more important to them. Animal warfare. Yes, that's yeah. right. So that's one that they develop and own all the IP from. So as they monetize that by getting mm. you to buy like coins, so that you can you know get more animals and for your warfare, um, they get to keep much. higher more share right. of that. Now, it's actually, it just slipped my mind. I think it's 2 point something million in IP, no. Yeah, I think it's 2 point something million in um, own IP uh, related revenue that they mm. got in the last mm. half against about 5 million total revenue in the last half. Oh, okay. So, but then the more important thing, and this I'm sure of is that own IP stuff, that is grow that is growing mm. fast, mm. right? And now they've got $16 million to, to really focus in on um, trying to build their own ip games and as part of that they've gone and licensed legally blonde of all things from mgm which i guess like Ah. was something was an offer for a decent price go with the times yeah Yeah, and i i think there's they're hopeful there'll be another legally Blonde movie or whatever which will help add value to that so they'll set up that brand and um they'll try and get an app and and maybe that'll be a big hit for them maybe it won't Meanwhile, they're, you know, they're, they're franchising their animal war- warfare into toy warfare and stuff like that. And so, look, they're just gonna keep trying and they're clearly mm-hmm. gonna have apps that fail and apps that succeed. But given the speed at which their, uh, their own re- IP revenue is growing, that's what I'll be watching. And if that keeps going up fast, then I think we're on, the, on to a winner. Okay. Offsetting that market cap of about 140 million mm-hmm. off five million revenue in the last half, call it 10 million for the year based on that. So that's 14 times revenue. And this is not recurring revenue, this is like app revenue. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it would be unlikely that all of a sudden people who are playing anim- Animal Warfare, like just stop playing it on mass. But that doesn't, mm. they, yeah. c- they could, you know, there's nothing <laughs> yeah. to stop just yeah, yeah. switching yeah. to a new one. So yeah,
1: but this okay. sector, this sector really stands and falls by the, by the next product they have. Oh, yeah. It can be a, it's like a Hollywood movie, right? yeah. it can be like the, the big one yeah. and then the share price today is cheap.
2: Yeah. yeah, but the thesis that I'm working for, Lon, is essentially you have got a smart, aligned guy. Like it looks like yeah. you know him He's and his friends own sixty mm. percent of this company still, mm. so that they're the original backers. Mm. So okay. they're they're going to have shots at it. So
0: we put you yeah. down as interesting.
2: Yeah, I reckon it's a buy, and I did buy, buy. some. But okay. having said that, you know, it's not my, it's not something I've followed for a long time. It's a new IPO. It's a small position for me. So right. contextualise okay. that. You know, you put All him right.
1: back as a, and me, I'm the interesting one. He's, he's a buyer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a buyer. You're aristocrat. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that sums both of you up. Okay. Uh, all right. We need to pick the pace up a bit here. Um, K2Fly. Uh, ben wants a view on that. That's a big consulting service in software mm-hmm. and, I'll, I'll, and integration. I'll, I'll make uh, it
1: very quick. Uh, let's go to Claude. I mean, for me, it's too small. It's too small. been around for a while. It's interesting, but I would, I would wait here. And, and now over to Claude.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I can be fairly quick on this as well. I will actually say this one was kind of interesting as making me look at it again because I looked at it a couple of years ago right. and, and they, were, they were putting out a lot of, you know, positive stuff. And I think if we look at the longer term share price, we can see it, it hasn't been a massive winner no. um, right. if you look back a couple of years. But, um, and, it, and it didn't look great to me and I actually put it in the bin in a way. I was like, mm. there was a few signs that to me just sort of said, I oh, avoid. And that's going to weigh on me a lot going forward. But having said that, it has really improved since then. It's actually made two acquisitions. So it looks like it's growing, be warned, you know that's acquisition stuff, maybe. But at the same time, the acquisitions have given a little bit more scale. Now they've got 3.4 million half year revenue. It's starting to get interesting. Some of that will be consulting revenue. Yeah. Having said all of that, um, these guys are in the mining industry and they do say like resource management, stuff like that. Generally speaking, we are considered to be in a situation where maybe mining is going to be fairly strong. That can trigger more like exploration and mining Capital raise and stuff like that, which is probably ends up being a positive for them. Mm-hmm. So, having said that, I actually think it's interesting. It'll be, it's mm-hmm. going to be like, I can't say by ourselves for this one yep. because I just don't know it well enough. I've also got a few warning signs I've seen in the past, but it's an interesting one and I really okay. liked mm-hmm. the um, suggestion and now I'm going to start following
0: it a bit so closer. Put you
1: down as a watch.
0: Yeah, just sort You're of watch, watch and it, wait. Put on thing. the mining
1: angle might be interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Chris called wants a view on Right Crowd. Um, another. Tech business, uh, security and safety and compliance for big multinationals.
2: Yeah, so this one's this one's another good one that I've been sort of half that I actually do quite like, like to be honest. And I have bought shares recently. And even when we found out that we were going to talk about this today, I actually had a bid in market which I just then took away because I was like, all right, I know I'm going to be talking about it. But I was actually trying to buy that.
0: It hasn't. Well, I thought you'd get attracted to it because it did a rise, and Australian Ethical took part of it, didn't yeah, it? and they
2: Elliston Capital. Well yeah. If we're actually looking good at people. Well that's a I'm glad you brought that up actually, because if we're looking at who the fund manager are that are in this at the moment, we've got Australian Ethical Elliston and then probably like my favourite one, which is Maven. Um, oh. Maven Capital, which is like run by my friend. Yeah. And he's you know has a brilliant track record. So I do have to say like if you look at the register, it looks pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. Uh these got some
0: smart money in it.
2: Yeah, so I'm not sure. Yeah, so I think I guess there wasn't enough volume previously, but it has been listed for a little while now. So we've had um we've had a look at how how they've gone and you know, generally they seem to be going in the right direction. Um I uh, you I think the the key thing here is they do have a product that has benefited from COVID. Um, now they've had other deals that have been delayed and slowed down because of COVID because what they do is they help companies manage who goes in and out of office buildings. Right and all that kind of thing now on the one hand with COVID you had a lot fewer people going into office buildings and stuff so maybe the you know security upgrade took a back seat on the other hand now you do have people going into office buildings more it's really good to know like who's being close to who in case you do want to feel
0: comfortable to go back to the office
2: exactly so these little things that um hold the security tags and stuff, they can obviously track, you know, oh, we three we were in a room together for an hour. Yep. And then so if one of us got sick, then it could be all automatically notifying everyone and that kind of thing. So yep. that is benefiting from COVID. Not mm. only that, they're getting very strong sales mm. demand. Mm. That is going up. They've had another bit. See, this is what you. This is what I look for is you've got a situation where one bit is understandably going down, but then that's marks, masking what you would argue might be hyper growth in another smaller bit. So if that hyper growth continues, and I think it well could, you know, there are recent commentaries like we're trying to get resellers and stuff because the demand for this is way more than we mm. even anticipated ourselves. Like This is bullish commentary. Like I already mm. own shares in this, by the way, but it's my, one of my number mm. top three shares, the micro cap shares, that I would like to buy if we do get a bit of okay. a hit.
0: Mm-hmm. So at um, these levels you you'd I did, you've got, you've got... Yeah, so I was ring. trying to buy it
2: just under current levels and I would potentially bet, pay current prices but mm. I've already got some shares so now I'm kind of just waiting there and kind of hoping it goes down so I can get a bigger position at lower prices.
1: Okay. Interest right. is definitely picking up because if my memory serves me correctly the last time I was on this show the same company popped up so oh, interest is definitely picking up. For me it's I'll just, I would just wait and see what happens next right. but uh, it's it sort of like a an awakening happening there because previously there would, there would be two shares a day or something like that and all of a sudden volume is much higher now right. so interest is definitely picking up but um, I, I would I would just out of a risk assessment I would go just let's just wait a little just bit to to see what comes
2: okay. okay on top of that though you got founder alignment CEO founder with you know over 20 million worth of shares reasonable salary like it has a lot of the heuristics that I'm that I look for in yeah. these smaller okay. companies all right
0: uh rudy wants a view on integrated research uh says it has a big drop but is financially strong on a three to five year view what do you think of it uh it's again another tech business yes
1: this one i actually know a little bit better because it's also has been around for quite a while this one is one of the survivors from the dot-com boom uh, and uh and it's also a little bit of a larger company it does have a little bit of a Check it, track record. I must, I must say, the reason why the share price is as low as it is is, is because it has has basically been given profit warnings. It's the long mm. on the shoulder of it. Mm. And in in February it reported in line, but that's because it has been had been guiding down expectations previously. Right. So that that's how you can report a bit in line.
0: Thirty percent drop in revenue. Well, I know
1: exactly. Um, it's it this is a funny company. I mean, it's it's it's. I I will compare it to something like an M and uh, I mean, because they they service larger uh, companies like this one for example does barclays bank and um, uh, uh, not uh, uh, skype for example and and, and a few other things so it's it's clipping a cent here and clipping a cent uh, elsewhere and they do some banking transactions all that but for some reason um, if one of those customers or two of those customers go like we we defer our our payments a little bit then then you see what happens to the share Mm. price so there's a there's a very big risk in from a small pool essentially. They're regarded as, they're very highly regarded, but the business is obviously very, very volatile and susceptible to, to interruption, uh, yeah. to disruption. So, I mean, on the assumption that what happened last year was predominantly caused by the pandemic yeah. and that that at some point will normalize, you would have to say that on a three to five year view, it's probably a good buy here. But I don't follow this company close enough Right. for the reasons I just gave, because a lot of other companies are much more stable and predictable and, yep. and less volatile mm. in their share price.
0: Because uh, profit dropped from almost 12 million to 129,000, mm. really got hit. And, and on their balance sheet, only had 1.7 million yeah. in cash. Yes. So yes,
1: like, mm, exactly. exactly. So it's that I mean, usual that if you're, if you're the small player and you're servicing really large multinationals, some people see that as a, as a good thing, but it it for the multinationals, yeah. you're just a small yeah, small could fish. They become yes.
0: come their bank for their cash flow payments. Um,
2: Claude, what do you think? Well, there's one key thing about this. So I is a small cap, so I used to follow it um for years, right? Yeah. And I stopped following this company in 2018, and I still think this is relevant. And this I will do this to mm. any company that where this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, if we look at that five-year one, there, it's brilliant. So, see, twenty eighteen. It was March, twenty eighteen. Yep. The chairman sold, um, I think it was fifty-seven million dollars worth of shares, mm-hmm. and then um, come July, they had uh, a, a profit, yeah. um, a, you know, profit warming that was saying that it was total revenue was going to be flat and profit after tax was going to be between one and five percent. So that was less than the market was expecting, and. You can see it even got worse after they yeah. actually yeah. reported their results as well. So I don't know what they had. Or I don't know if they hit that guidance or not. But either way, it just goes down and down and down and down. Bad and governance. I'm never going to do it. Mm. I just can't. Like <laughs> I, I don't. I write about it. And like it doesn't mm. matter. Like what am I going to base it on? Mm. Like yeah. I just need to. I guess like look now. I think they're buying shares again. The, the directors. So like, maybe there's a trade here. You buy the direct. You buy when the directors mm. are buying, and you sell when they're selling. That's, I'm looking for multi-year compounders and again that's not what we've seen I started following this 10 years ago it's yeah. it's actually done decently well since then but you needed to get off the train basically you needed to get the get the good period and get off mm-hmm. the train so I don't see the signs of a multi-year compounder mm-hmm. there it's it's definitely not one for me basically
0: okay. uh, Gary wants to know whether money me is one for you this is one of these online fintech yeah so uh, i mean, businesses
2: these things can can do really well and there's like a lot of hot money chasing these kind of stocks lately uh, and that is kind of why I tend to go the other way because I think that we're just part of this you know back in the day you know we used to talk about how financing went in like all of these cycles or whatever mm. and I think that this is impacting all of these companies and yeah so this is like fairly hot right now. Whatever, mm-hmm. look, it's gone up almost triple since it since it sold off. Um, and yeah, so so for me, it is an avoid or you know even sell, but at the same time, you know these guys are saying they make a profit profit, so yeah. that's a good thing, and that's something that you don't see with the BN uh, buy now now pay later stuff. Yeah. So maybe that's a positive, and you know they're definitely in a position for for growing. And essentially, what happens here is that because. All of these financing business they they just need to give away money to grow right so they mm. can get a lot of really hot growth so there is a cycle, uh, there's like a psychological or sociological play here, which is if you have a, a horde of like shareholders, whether they be institution brokers or just retailers, and they just want to see growth. They just want to see growth. Yep. And the way you get growth is by giving people money. That is like the, e- in some ways, that's an easy sell, right? Like, mm. just take my money. Yeah. So it's very possible they get good growth. It mm. satisfies the expectations of the market. It goes up. You can get the share price momentum of these things going up and up and up for years. So, I wouldn't want to stand in the way of it either, and, and say yeah. sell. So, for me, it's just I avoid that sector because it's so cyclical. But you know, maybe that was a mistake. I should have probably ridden the cycle, okay. and that's what people have done.
1: No, no, I remember years ago when cash converters was very popular, and that mm. lasted for a while. And then they went to the UK, and they actually exposed to everyone: we're not a good business, essentially. Right. Um, it, in gross terms, the same comments for money me, because it's, it's a sector that I can't get excited about. It's basically lending money. Yeah. Mean, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it would take it, like, like 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 Lord Claude says, and no fuss, and, soo- no and, and, and sooner or later you, yeah. you run into people that can't pay it back and all of that. I mean, but there's a slightly different story here. They've actually recently admitted that they had been approached for, uh, for a takeover. Yeah. Um, that hasn't led to anything so far, but I'm suspecting that the share price at the moment is sort yeah. of suspecting that maybe someone comes back and and I did and
0: say the bid was at a significant yes, premium yes the current and,
1: and unsuccessful so far yeah but um analysts had been expecting given the, the evolution they've been making they're going through that at some point a bigger player might might come right. for them and i think that's maybe you don't want to buy that stock because if the, if it doesn't come the share price might end up a lot come lower down.
0: yes okay all right let's just recap our final five stocks um playside a no from uh, from Rudy Claude's a yes and finds it interesting and because it's got a re- really good fi- founder. Uh, Caterfly, uh, Claude is watching it um Rudy a no um right crowd uh, Rudy's prepared to wait see how they go way too early to see if they can deliver. Uh, Claude likes it. Uh, integrated research, a no from both, and money me, a no from Rudy, and we'll put you down. Claude, as a, I'll say, I'll say a hold, a hold, a hold maybe on the you.
2: on the takeover okay. hopes. This
1: almost yeah, sounds yeah. Like, kind of like James Bond and Doctor No.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> Exactly right. That's but that that's what investing is all about. It depends yes. on yes. your view, your um, processes, the balance that you want in your investing. That's why. We love having you both on here at the same time. It's a really interesting discussion. Uh, I rest my case about how much I can talk. Um, you've seen that in the last time, but uh, the last out, but it's fascinating. It's a really good discussion. Claude, always great to see you mate. Yeah. So travels back to Canberra. Well,
2: thank you for
0: having uh, me. And Rudy, um, good right luck with the, uh, with the renovations <laughs> in Redford. Um, and just a, a big plug for FN Arena. Go on to the website because they do collate all of the experts' views on all the stocks. And A Rich Life, if you're interested in that, that small end of the market, um, A Rich Life is really a must to go to. And uh, Claude's always very good on Twitter too. He takes on these big arguments with people, which I love.
2: (laughs) I'm glad you like it.
0: (laughs) All right, uh, if you want uh, any stocks for us to take a look at here on the call, uh, just email the call at today or tweet us using the at AusBiz TV handle on Twitter. All the calls, Fantasy Portfolio, all the stocks in there. Head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. <coughs> Excuse me, and don't forget to subscribe to the Osbiz newsletter. Uh, Scuddy's View, the Close of Business, COB podcast, popular videos. Uh, subscribe, osbiz.co slash the COB. Startup Daily Show this afternoon from 2 p.m. Uh, Brad Hort uh, is joining the team as he provides an update on the capital-raising progress for his fintech, uh, Wealth, WLTH, that's coming up on Startup Daily. So don't want to miss a thing on this Friday afternoon. Stick around.